Right, we have another episode of the podium, and tonight we have the bad boy, Ricky Johnson. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing good. Just uh, getting settled in here in California and uh, getting ready to knock this out. Yeah, how's the weather out there right now? Actually, it's been dumping. I mean, we've seen more rain in the past couple of days, uh, but it's finally. I think we're going to get a dry Anaheim. You know, obviously Anaheim one was was pretty muddy, but it, uh, the rain's going to quit tonight, and it'll be sunny uh, Friday and Saturday. So it should be a good Anaheim too. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's get into your podium. Your topic is your top three favorite tracks you've ever rode, and I'm sure that's not an easy one with as many places as you've rode throughout the years. But uh, tell us what your number three might be and why. Um, well, it, it, it's tough because you, you, a lot of people pick the tracks that they were the fastest at, but, um, and, and Carlsbad was my home track and I, and I won a lot of races there, but I'm not going to say it was my favorite track. I'm going to say my number three is going to be, uh, uh, Washougal when it's prepped right. Washougal, Washington, uh, the first couple of years that I ran, it was awesome. They prepped it good. The 1986 was a little bit, the prep was off a little bit, but going through the trees and the high speeds, and I like downhill, so it's definitely made the podium side. It's my number three. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, these are all tracks I've never had a chance to ride, but hopefully someday, <laughs> some of those that are still around, hopefully I'll get out there and get to ride. Um, exactly. What's number two? Uh, number two is I'm going to go with Unadilla, old Unadilla, back when they when they didn't, um, when they did they didn't groom it. What they would do is they would grade it very lightly, and then they would just spread grass. and And the Robinson family <clears throat> would let it grow all year long. And then when you go back for the GPS, the first couple laps, you'd actually have green on your gloves because the grass was so tall. Nice. And uh, it was it was pretty awesome. Then it would just get more and more chewed up, um, and it would get rougher and rougher. And but now it's it's a little a little more uh, it's a little too Americanized, a little too uh, jumpy. But it was it was great back in the day. And, and do you ha- do you have an issue with uh, the way riders are, or the way tracks are prepped now, where they're almost like brownies and just perfect? Do you think that's a, a detriment to to the talents or the, the, or the where, where the riders are going these days? Um, I think for a lot, not so much the track, but the but the practice tracks. Everybody is is being so specific, you know, uh, with with the riders. I think that you see the European riders, they go to the different clubs and stuff, and they leave it rougher, and you have to just kind of adapt, and that's where I think you saw the dominance of the European riders in the nations and in the outdoors. I don't think I don't think those guys can touch our guys in Supercross, right? but uh, they, they definitely um, have the upper hand when it comes to using Supercross techniques um, in the outdoors, so that's, uh, it helps them a lot. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially after watching MX of Nations. It was uh it was something else. Yes, it was. It was, it was tough to watch. <laughs> For sure. For decades, Acherby's has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With research and development, they continue to be on the top step of the podium each year. With products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, Acherby's is what you need. Acherby's is the proud sponsor of Factory Red Bull KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and many more teams. If you're looking for full plastic kits, individual pieces, disc guards, chain guide sliders and blocks, frame guards, gear, or any other of the numerous products Cherby's offers, visit acherbysusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and Brian and the crew will take care of you. 
Make sure to let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Um, all right, well, let's get down. Number one, number one favorite place you've ever rode, track-wise. Uh, no, well, uh, prep-wise? No, just or just track, track just the favorite track you've ever rode. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Saddleback Park. It's the oldest one across track in the country. Um, I think 1984, 85, or 84 was the last year that, that they raced there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they did the Nationals, the track was so long, and the start the start was awesome because it had a really long uphill start. They went into a downhill left-handed first turn, um, and then another really high-speed stuff. So it had a good combination of... Uh, and, and I like harder dirt because I grew up in Southern California, so um, I like sand, And um, but if I have my choice, I was faster and quicker on, on the hard pack stuff because that's what we practiced on all the time. Right. And so I, I knew the dirt. So Saddleback was, was an awesome track. It had really big jumps and really fast. And it was really fast because it was so tacky. Awesome. Yeah, I remember seeing some of those video. you know, some of the, back when I was a kid watching some of those races there in Carlsbad, and, you know, yeah, just amazing facilities, but definitely very, very dry and slick, it seemed like. Yeah, well, it has that, Calif- it has that California clay. <laughs> sure. That when it's, mo- when it's moist, it hurts, man. It would welt you up <laughs> really bad. Um, but then it's the second moto was blue groove. And right. So you had to learn, you had to know how to slide. And it was a completely different riding style from, from practice to the first moto to the second moto. So chasing your setup, you had to, depending on how the rotation of the motos were, because typically it was 125, 250, then 500, but then they started mixing that up a little bit. So if you were the last, you know, the last group of the day, um, the, the track was a completely different place. Right. Yeah, that's that's cool. Well, I appreciate you uh, telling us what, about those three tracks. And before I let you go, um, do you get a chance to ride much? Any you know anymore? Um, well, I've I've had issues with <clears throat> had issues with my wrist, so yeah. I can't ride as much as I used to. Right. Since I retired, I I did do some ball racing because you're in kind of a static position and you're not attacking and breaking. I mean, you're breaking hard if something happens, if a cow pulls out in front of you or, <laughs> yeah. or that. But, but typically, your pace is a different pace and it's more of a flow. So I was able to ride a little bit more on that. But um, since then, I've still had a couple issues with, with I can't hold on. Yeah. So what happens is, is they got to go in and they got to fuse a couple more joints and then try to open up one to give me a little bit of range of motion. So I don't get off the bike as much as I'd like. But uh, I, I still been doing some adventure bike riding, and that's kind of my next deal. I don't, I mean, that's kind of old man sport. But screw it, I'm 54 years old. No, that's and what awesome. What I found is that, so what I found is that, that I just enjoy riding. Like I, I, I sort of avoided it because I couldn't do it the way I wanted to, and it really frustrated me and 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 would bum me out because I couldn't ride. I couldn't ride hell. 20% of what I used to be able to on speed and, and aggression. And then I realized that I realized that um, recently that it's about getting on a motorcycle. It doesn't matter what level you are, just getting out and riding. Well, good for you, man. That's I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That makes me happy. Yeah, just being on a bike, period, is, I mean, what we, uh, you know, when we started out, it was just the love of being on a motorcycle. Well, that's what I tell people is that if you, if you took pictures of my, me when I was riding, and then with, in, in my head, if you took a picture of me as a little kid, <laughs> you, you would see, and you looked at my mind, you'd see a guy that was a, 
you know, a motocross champion, you know, because I would daydream of being yes. a motocross champion. And then if you looked at a picture of me when I was, you know, at the height of my career, it was a mind of a young boy enjoying riding. So it's it can transcend your age and put you in a put your put your mind in a place where it's pretty awesome. It makes a, a a little boy feel like a man and makes an old man feel like a boy. Man, that's awesome, Rick. Great talking to you tonight. Thank you for taking a few minutes for us for the podium, and uh, hope to see you soon. You got it, man. Thank you so much, and uh, appreciate all the listeners. Absolutely, Rick. Thank you. You have a good night. Take care, boy. All right, bud.